everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Welcome to Friday. Yeah, it's a good day. It's been a long week. Has it? And for me, it has. Maybe. Maybe because you weren't feeling well, but it's been a pretty quick week for me. All right. You know what's going to be quick today? No, it's not. There's a lot of stories here. No, well, it'll be quick. Why? Are you in a hurry? I'm going to talk fast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's head on over to the Disney Parks blog. What's going on there? Um, they're giving us a first look at the villas at the Disneyland Hotel. That's right. This is a new DVC property in California that's going to be opening next to the Disneyland Hotel. It is the villas at Disneyland Hotel, and it combines uh, the timeless Walt Disney Animation Studio classics with contemporary designs, delicately curating a celebration of Disney history. You you love the overuse of that word curating these days, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's so funny. It's everywhere. I had never heard it before. And um, now in the past two years, everyone says that word. Well, it's because streaming services, their curated choices. Right. Their coffee selections have been masterfully curated. It's so annoying. Uh, and now our resorts are curated. Uh, but the new uh, Disneyland, uh, Villas at Disneyland Hotel is a 12-story tower um, that houses um, studios uh, as well as deluxe studios going all the way up to Grand Villas. Uh, they do have character touches in there. Uh, there's theming to Sleeping Beauty, Princess and the Frog in the Grand, I'm sorry, in the Deluxe Studios. Uh, the Bare Necessities are in the Jungle Book inspired studios. Uh, one and two bedroom villas are themed after Fantasia or Princess and the Frog. And the Grand Villas are, uh, it looks like they're themed after Princess and the Frog. Yeah, there's uh, Disney artistry. So uh, that is opening this September. And you're going to be able to start booking on March 15th for DVC members and March 16th for Disneyland Magic Key holders. And then they will open to the general public on March 17th. So even though it is a DVC property... Uh, they do leave a number of rooms available for uh, regular booking, like a standard hotel room. Right. In the Disney Eats section of the Disney Parks blog, they have a foodie guide to Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. That's right. The Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival takes place from March 1st through July 5th. And this year, there will be 15 outdoor kitchens. Uh, and uh, as Cheryl mentioned, they have released all of the menus. Uh, so some of these items are only available for certain periods. Some of them will be available throughout the uh, duration of the festival itself. Uh, but I suggest that you head on over to the Disney Parks blog foodie, uh, Disney Eat section, their foodie guide, and uh, check out what's available. I will be studying this from start to finish. I don't want to waste any space in my stomach on mm -hmm. things that are not the best of the choices. One word for me? Yeah. Frushy. Well, yeah, you got to get the frushy. There is a Disney Cruise Line section in the Disney Parks blog, and in that section, they're telling us everything we need to know about Disney Cruise Line's newest Castaway Club membership tier. That's right. Their newest tier, celebrating 25 years, their silver anniversary at sea. For guests who have taken 25 or more sailings with the Disney Cruise Line, they will be considered Pearl. That is their newest level. So that joins gold, silver, platinum, uh, and now Pearl. Um what will they get that differs from other people? Well, they will get unlimited digital downloads of any pictures taken during the cruise. They will, of course, get an extended booking window uh, prior to the general public. I believe it is 123 days. Uh, they will get a pearl, uh, a pearlescent a set of tumblers. 
or I guess mm-hmm. a set of pearlescent tumblers okay. uh, in their stateroom. Uh, of course, as uh, gold level guests do, they will also get a complimentary dinner at Paolo. Platinum members usually get I'm that. sorry, Platinum, you're correct. Um, and uh, that is what's going on. So these uh, uh, benefits will uh, take place. When will they start? That's a lot of trips. That's right. The Pearl the pearl uh, level will launch on May 1st. All right. So that is when uh, Pearl level people will be able to access their rewards. It's funny, though, because we've cruised with people who are in the 100 plus Yeah, I mean, they're out there for, for sure. Disney Cruise Line. Yeah. The cruise line's been around for 20 years now, over 20 years. Well, mm-hmm. 25 years. That's right. why we're celebrating our 25th right. year. So, I mean, that's only four cruises a year. Is that all? Yeah. I mean, we could do another 30. For us, it would have been one. You know, you could you could be there if you had done one cruise a year. That's right. You could be there. Um, but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do another one when we can go to Alaska. That's next on my, on my, my list. My bucket list? Yeah. Okay. So let's head on over to California because that's all we have in the Disney Parks blog. And you've got some interesting news coming out of Disney's California Adventure. Yes, well, possibly they are going to be featuring at the Hyperion Theater the musical Rogers. Well, Rogers the musical. Which is uh, the same thing. Which was <laughs> a spoof of Hamilton, a takeoff of Hamilton that we saw in the Hawkeye right. series that was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, well, rumor has it that is a, a short one-act musical is coming to the Hyperion Theater in Disney's California Adventure Park for a limited time this summer. That would be great. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. And that's all the news from California, so let's head across the country to Florida. All right. At the Magic Kingdom, they are possibly going to be reopening the Tomorrowland Light and Power Company on May 1st. And that is because the Tomorrowland gift shop refurbishment is shown as only lasting through Sunday, April 30th. Uh, However, that has not been officially announced by Disney. That's just going off of the calendar. They have uh, painted the Tron Light Cycle Run snack stand. That's right. It has been painted. Uh, they have, uh, well, yeah, they've painted it. It's I, so I, ugly. I don't know what else there is to say, but it's a very plain looking gray stand with, I don't know, maybe pewter or black accents. It's ugly. But it uh, it thematically matches the architectural style and color of the Tron Light Cycle Run building. It does, but it's ugly. Select cast members will be given a special preview of Happily Ever After in March. That's right. That will take place on March 14th. As you may know, the Happily Ever After nighttime show in Magic Kingdom will be opening on April 3rd of this year. Rumor has it that a Mirabelle meet and greet is going to replace the Merida meet and greet at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. And that's uh, going to be taking place later this year. Uh, Mirabelle is going to replace Merida, who is from what movie? Brave? Pixar's Brave. Uh, and uh, Mirabelle will replace her in the fairy tale garden across from Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. Uh, it is then assumed that they would redecorate the area with some uh, Encanto theming. I think it makes sense that they switch that out. It does. Mir- uh, Merida is well past her prime. <laughs> true, she is. Next on the list of work going on at the Splash Mountain uh, refurbishment to Tiana's Bayou Adventure, they have started removing grass. Well, you know it's the end of your life when they've removed grass from your cliffs. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like, yeah, shouldn't they be putting grass on if it's the end of your life? Isn't there something about like, you know, pushing up daisies or oh, the grass one. growing over you or uh, something? No, like that? but uh, they are removing grass from the attraction uh, as part of the entire retheming. I hope they don't change too much. I mean, they can't change too much. Yeah, I mean, not the structure's the there, so. Yeah. 
They are popping up topiaries all over Epcot for the International Flower and Garden Festival. The newest ones are Donald Duck and Friends. That's right. We've mentioned before that uh, the festival begins March 1st. Uh, so we have some new topiaries of Donald and Daisy. They're outside the creation shop in World Discovery. Uh, and then our good friends, uh, the Three Caballeros, have their uh, topiary over near the Mexico Pavilion. And I will give you uh, a dollar if you can name the other two Caballeros. Uh, Jose and Panchito. Uh, yeah, thank you for <laughs> reading over my shoulder. Uh, Jose Carioca and Panchito Pistoles uh, are the other two caballeros. Um, let's see. We've also got some other non-Donald-related topiaries. Uh, in the United Kingdom, there is a Mickey topiary that's not fully grown in yet. Uh, and there is a, uh, let's see, large elephant topiary in the UK garden as well. So, uh, you know, getting ready for flower and garden, it will it'll be here in less than a week. Wow. I hope that Mickey topiary grows pretty fast. I know they're probably just going to shove some other greenery in there. As the remodeling of the Grand Floridian is approaching, uh, it seems that they're going to keep 1900 Park Fair closed. And that's a shame. 1900 Park Fair has not yet opened, reopened since uh, COVID. They've been closed since March of 2020. Uh, they did use the area for overflow seating for the Grand Floridian Cafe for a short period of time, uh, but the restaurant itself... Uh, has not uh, yet been opened. Um, you know, that's a nice little restaurant. It's usually a Mary Poppins-themed character buffet, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a shame that it has not yet reopened. I mean, hopefully after the remodel, then they'll then they'll open it again. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't make sense, obviously, to open it right before they do a remodel. Mm -hmm. At the boardwalk, they are working still on the Cake Bake Shop uh, remodel. They've taken down more of the tower frame. That's right. The tower frame, the one of the last remnants of the old ESPN uh, club building. Uh, so they have taken off one of the sides as well as the uh, ceiling. Uh, no word on what they're doing, but according to the artist rendering, the tower will remain. So maybe they're just replacing some uh, some components. They are offering a cast member discount for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. That's right. If you've got any cast member friends and you're they're a Star Wars fan and you're a Star Wars fan, you might want to reach out to them because cast members can get a 50% discount off a standard cabin uh, for voyages from March through June. Uh, the voyages are $2,400 for two adults and $2,600 for uh, three people or $2,900 for four people in the stateroom. Uh, the cast member must book and stay in the room, and they can bring up to three guests per cabin. Now, that's so, the full price, right? And then you get 50% off that? No, that is the discounted price. Are we sure? Yes. All right. You say so. Let's jump into some entertainment news. Uh, you know, we really didn't mention last week in Philadelphia the Disney 100 uh, uh, display show. I don't know what you call it. Opened at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, but it has a whole bunch of Disney uh, artifacts and stuff from the archives. Uh, it's supposed to be a really good show, um, so you might want to check that out. Uh, but up in Boston, they have an uh, immersive art experience um, and... Uh, that is happening, let's see, the Disney Animation Immersive Experience in Boston. That is open right now through July 4th. Tickets are $36. Uh, and that uh, is at Lighthouse Art Space in Saunders Castle at Park Plaza. They recently used the venue for one of those Van Gogh immersive experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it looks uh, it looks pretty cool. They celebrate 100 years of films with Florida wall projections that blend together scenes from classics. So uh, that could be a fun time if you're up in the Boston area. Little Disney brought to you without having to go down to Florida or 
out to California. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus has debuted a trailer and uh, some key art for their new music docu-special, Bono and the Edge, A Sort of Homecoming with David Letterman, which premieres on Disney Plus on February 17th. Uh, That is St. Patrick's Day. And, of course, U2 will have a new album called Songs of Surrender, which is 40 U2 songs that they have re-recorded, and in Disney fashion, they've reimagined them. One of the shows that's starting to grow on me just in time for it to end is The Goldbergs, which is going to be ending with season 10. Well, you know, if it took 10 years to grow on you, Mm. uh, that's a shame. Uh, It is a funny show. I've never watched it regularly, but I do like to catch it uh, when I can. Uh, Very, as a child, well, I was going to say as a child of the 80s, but I'm more a child of the 70s. It's very funny. Uh, but Disney has announced that ABC will be bidding farewell to the Goldbergs this season. It is the network's longest-running scripted comedy series, uh, and uh, calls were made Thursday afternoon to inform the show's stars and creators. Oh, sad day for them. Yes. March 1st is just around the corner, and you know what that means. I have no idea. Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Oh. Uh, and to celebrate that, Disney has released three new uh, character posters uh, uh, of, uh, let's see, The Mandalorian and Grogu and uh, uh, Grief Karga. Oh, boy. That's so exciting. As well as uh, Bo-Katan. <laughs> these, and that's it. These announcements about posters are just got to be the lamest news we've ever had. Well, I see. mean, it's worse than reading menus. Okay. Maybe we'll delete that story, <laughs> but maybe we won't. <laughs> A poster was released. All right, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is doing very well. That's right. Uh, The official totals for opening weekend were $104 million domestic. That is double what the original Ant-Man made uh, when it was released in 2015. It is the 31st Marvel Cinematic Universe film in a row to debut at number one at the box office. Uh, Internationally, Ant-Man made $121 million, giving them a total of $225 million for opening weekend. It's a lot of money. It is. You know what else has made a lot of money? Avatar The Way of Water. That's right. Avatar The Way of Water is now officially the third highest grossing movie of all time worldwide, and it only follows two films, Avatar and Avengers Endgame. Uh, This is the 10th weekend in theaters, and they passed $2.2433 billion globally, uh, which surpassed Titanic, which is at $2.2428 billion. So many numbers. So many numbers, yes. Now, that wraps up stuff over at Disney, so let's see what our friends at Universal have up their sleeve. All right. There is a new metal butterbeer mug that is now available at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando. That's right. If you like butterbeer, you can get a butterbeer mug for $37.99. Uh, it is not eligible for discounted refills, uh, and but you can uh, get it with frozen or regular butterbeer when you get it. Uh, it does have a butterbeer logo on one side. The Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure is now closed. That's right. Closed for refurbishment. That's the whole story. Express Pass and Entrance Signs have been added to VillainCon Minion Blast at Universal Studios. That's right. Uh, That's the whole story there as well. Wow. We got a lot going on here. This is why I told you it's going to go fast. Lots of detail. Popeye and Bluto's Build Rat Barges is closed for refurbishment. That's at Islands of Adventure. Let me give you a little more to the story here. Uh, They're currently closed for a standard refurbishment, and it will reopen on March 10th. Thank you for that. You're welcome. More ticket scanners have been installed at what is currently being used as the exit to Universal Studios Florida. 
Yeah, the uh, new ticket scanners had construction walls up them two weeks ago. Uh, they are replacing the old turnstile podiums. Uh, I don't like them because they're very, uh, very plain. They, they have look, no, no style. They look like appliances to me. They look <laughs> like dishwashers or... I think it kind of looks like an outdoor grill. Yeah, right? A little bit. The pink doesn't help. No. It's got like uh, the building around it is, I don't know, sort of that 1950s Stucco, Art Deco right. pink. And uh, it looks ridiculous on these these boxes that are just sort of um, perched around. It's it's very odd looking. Right. And that's not the only change going on over at Universal Studios. You know what else is gone? The Betty Boop store sign. That's right. The Betty Boop store sign is down. Uh, does this mean it will be a possible retheme? We don't know. Uh, the store is currently open, um, but it does have a construction wall around it because it happens to be right next door to the uh, Villain Con Minion Blast building. So maybe it does get a retheming and becomes a, a gift shop for the Minion Con Villain Blast. Yeah, maybe. All right. So there's going to be a new theme park player in the world. Okay. Uh, it's not in Florida. It's in Arizona. All right. Uh, and it's going to be a Mattel theme park. So Mattel Toy Company. Uh, is going to be opening their new theme park, and it's going to use properties like Hot Wheels, Barbie, Thomas the Tank Engine, and He-Man, and Masters of the Universe. Uh, it is going to be very close to State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. It will open in late 2023, and Mattel has partnered with Epic Resort Destinations for this massive new theme park. It's going to be an all-ages park with thrill rides, family rides, and it will have themed restaurants and shopping. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to have a Hot Wheels coaster. Uh, they're going to have two other major Hot Wheels attractions, including a go-kart track and a mild family roller coaster. Uh, they're going to have an indoor Thomas and Friends theme park, uh, but they did not give any details as to what that is. Uh, one of the flagship attractions will be the Barbie Beach House, Ooh. which will feature the Barbie Flying Theater, which will take riders on a journey from deep uh, underwater to outer space. The Dream Closet Experience, where Barbie, using state-of-the-art hologram technology, is brought to life to curate oh. the ultimate wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Barbie rooftop where guests can enjoy signature pink beverages paired with sweet and savory snacks while enjoying panoramic views of the property. Uh, there's also going to be a mini golf course involving both Rock'em Sock'em robots and the Pictionary board game with additional games being uh, represented as well. That sounds cool. There's going to be a Mattel Uno card game that will also have its own attraction uh, that is a larger-than-life climbing structure where guests can jump on oversight Uno cards and race to the top. Uh, He-Man is going to have a Castle Grayskull that will be a 45,000-foot state-of-the-art laser tag arena where fans have the power to fight for Eternia. Uh, while the park does not have an official opening date yet, um, it will be late 2023. It will also include a shopping, dining, and entertainment area similar to Disney Springs or Universal City Walk. Um, they're going to have a... Uh, let's see, restaurant shopping, a large swimmable lagoon complete with white sand beaches, a hot air balloon, a wedding venue, an interactive theater, a hotel, and a concert space. Wow. So uh, welcome to the theme park world, Mattel, and I hope you do well. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I want to do the whole Barbie thing. Do you? You're yeah. a big Barbie fan. I'm, I love Barbie. Well, that's the news for today. We hope everyone has a good weekend. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>